We've been going through 2 Thessalonians, but this has been on my heart. And I'll tell you what, before we get into this, uh, a good friend of mine who's a preacher in Tennessee, as he says, Tennessee, um, actually he's from southern Alabama. He's a good fellow. I've got to have him up here sometime. You will really, his name's Brother Dennis, but he, <clears throat> he uh, gave this to me. And it really helped me, so I want to do this. I can't preach like he does. He's a, quite a unique preacher, but I want to give what I got out of this to you. So if you would, Proverbs chapter 4, once you stand, I'll let you stretch your legs real quick. We'll read two verses, and then we'll do what we can to preach tonight. <clears throat> chapter 4, verse 26. Let's read them both together, 26 and 27. The Bible says, Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. That was a mouthful. Brother Dave, would you ask the Lord's blessing in the preaching tonight? Amen. All right, you may be seated. I want to give you a thought. This is really more of a thought than a message tonight. And here is the thought and the necessity or the need. And it goes like this. You need to get your bearings. As a Christian, you and I need to get our bearings. And it might seem a little bit disjointed. I'll try to make the sense of it the best I can. I believe many times as a Christian, you and I go through our life and we hear lots of preaching. Lots of preaching. And uh, I think a lot of times we often have uh, a guilty conscience. So we hear preaching, and the Lord tries to get our attention. And instead of actually the Lord getting our attention, I believe what happens many times is we just react. It's like when you're a kid and your parents are getting after you, it gets your attention. If you're supposed to be doing something and they get after you, you automatically begin to do something, but not always what they want. And I believe a lot of times in a Christian life, we do what was also another message preached by my friend called We React. And I believe a lot of our Christianity is reactionary. In other words, there's many things that you do in your Christian life, and the reason that you do them is not necessarily because you are 100% God wants you to be doing that in that fashion, in that manner, because he says right here in his word, but I believe many times in the Christian life, you do what you do because you saw someone do something absolutely crazy and you decided, you know what, I'm not going to be that guy who's nuts. And he's got to be wrong. For example, you'll take, uh, you'll take a look at the Roman Catholic Church and you'll say, oh, I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to bow down to Mary. I'm not going to pray to Mary. I'm not going to do all these things. And, and Baptists are notorious for looking everywhere outside the window and refusing many times to look inside their own heart where they need to. A lot of times in the Christian life we react. I've been guilty of reacting for many years thinking that my diehard convictions and my beliefs 
were just because that's the way it should be. No, really it was because I saw somebody doing something else and I knew that what they were doing wasn't right. So what I did in turn was something the opposite. So we know it's not right to go out here and to commit a crime. Or it's, it's not right, but at the same time, we automatically many times go the other way just as off the beaten path and just as far out of bounds. You know, the Bible says, take your Bible, go to Proverbs chapter 11. I'll show you this verse. Here should be a critical and key verse to our Christian life. You say, Proverbs? Yeah. You know, the Bible gave us Solomon. Solomon was a very unique individual. Can I say this? Solomon is a man that if alive today, most Baptists would not have in their church. The guy had 700 wives. You know, you got a group of Baptists out there saying, well, if you've been divorced, then you shouldn't be a pastor. You shouldn't be this and that. Well, Solomon was the wisest man next to Jesus Christ, and God left what he wrote in the Bible. The guy had 700 wives. Are you kidding me? That's insane. Now, if you've been married once, that's plenty. And if perchance you were blessed for a second one, you're going, 700, are you serious? But look with me in Proverbs chapter 11. Look at verse 1 right out of the gate. I want you to see what the Bible says. The Bible says, A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. In the Christian life, if we're honest, Many of us are not balanced on what God wants us to be balanced. And what we do is we often are out of balance by reacting. Does that make sense tonight? I, I sound a little bit like word vomit, but what I'm trying to get at is I want you to think for a second. This thought tonight is just the necessity to get your bearings. You need to understand and figure out as a Christian, am I at where God wants me to be because He wants me at that place? That seems like an ambiguous or a broad statement. But many places in your life, whether it's, uh, we'll get into the details here in a minute, you need to figure out, so Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 4, ponder the path of thy feet. A lot of preaching causes you to react. And not all reaction is wrong. If you're in sin, you need to stop sinning. Amen? Amen. If the Holy Spirit says, hey, boy, hey, girl, that's wrong, that's wicked, you need to quit it, then quit it. A lot of times uh, we have a guilty conscience, so then we just simply react. And can I tell you that reacting many times is not what God's after. What the Lord wants you to do in your Christian life sometimes is just stop and think. I remember my parents telling me, would you just stop? Would you just think? I'd make a mess out of something or I'd do something that wasn't... Uh, the, the wisest thing, and they're just, we want you to think. And I believe many times the Lord just wants us to think. What is it that you're doing right now in your Christian life? Back to Proverbs chapter 4. I set this thing up the best that I can. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. The Bible says, Ponder the path of thy feet, let all thy ways be established. In the Christian life, you and I need to get our bearings. Our bearings. And you say, get our bearings in what? I'll give you the, the what's here in a minute. But you really need to stop and think about where you're at. You need to stop and think about what God actually wants you to do instead of just thinking because you're not moving. See, that's the key. In the Christian life, many times we think if we're not busy doing something that we're not doing what God wants us to do. A lot of times God just wants you to what? Stop. Stop. 
Look at the next verse, Proverbs chapter 24, uh, verse 27. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Now stop and look at that. You see that? Sometimes the Lord doesn't want you to make any movement whatsoever. So when you hear preaching, you read your Bible, you spend time in prayer, a lot of times the Lord just wants you to stop and to consider where you're at. And you need to learn as a Christian to be able to get your bearings. And instead of being driven to go here and there like a ping pong ball or a paddle ball on the end of that, whap, 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 always going, always doing something. A lot of times we're like a Martha, right? You say, who's Martha? Martha Stewart? No, not Martha Stewart. But in the Bible, there's a Mary and there's a Martha and their sisters. And Martha was the one always busy doing something, right? Martha's the cook and she's the chief cook and bottle washer and she's the house cleaner and she's that, that and the other. And what's Mary doing? Mary to me is the perfect picture of pondering because Mary's at the feet of Jesus Christ listening to every single word that he has to say. So Martha, of course, being the normal sister that she is, she's like, Lord, tell Mary to help me. And what's Mary doing? She's not going to the right. She's not going to the left. She's just pondering the path of her own feet. You see, in the Christian life, sometimes the Lord just wants you to ponder your path. That's it. The Lord's not always interested in you getting a lump on the head. Amen? The Lord's not always interested in you uh, being the, the, you know, getting the, the message that uh, it's, it's just your wickedness and all this. Sometimes the Lord just wants to say, do you yourself even know where you're at? And when I start putting this together, it should make sense to you. Right now you're like, oh, we should kind of quit beating around the bush, preacher. But you and I need to get our bearings as Christians on a number of things. How about, first of all, can you get your bearings on your family? Can you just stop and think for a minute? Can you get your bearings on your family? Do you know what God wants you to do in relationship to your family? Well, you know, it's Christmas time. I've got to put up with... Okay, well, yeah, if at all possible, live peaceably with all men. Amen? And yes, everyone's a gift. Some when they walk in the door, some when they leave. I understand that. Amen? But can you just stop and get your bearings on your family, what God would have you do with and towards your family? You say, I don't know what to do. Great, then don't do anything at all. You see what I mean? Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Well, I, I, I don't think I was very nice to him. Uh, I need to be extra. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just ponder the path of your feet. Do you ever stop and just think of asking the Lord what to do? When you stop and ponder the path of your feet, it leads us to pray. Can you get your bearings on your family tonight? How about this? Can you get your bearings on your church? Do you ever just stop and think what God wants you to do? With the church? You say, I'm talking about the local church. Get your bearings on the church. You say, well, I, I just really think, okay, well, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm not after you tonight. I'm not, I'm not looking to put the lump on your head. Let the Holy Spirit do that, right? I'm preaching at your heart. You need to get your bearings on your church. Either this is the place that God wants you and He wants you to be faithful, and you are, so praise the Lord, or it's not. I'm saying you need to get your bearings on your church. You say, what should I do? Don't go to the right. Don't, go to, don't react. 
lot of people have such a guilty conscience. I dealt with some kids today that had quite a guilty conscience. <laughs> and every time I said something, they're like, well, it wasn't me. I wasn't talking to you. Shut up. But you can't say shut up. But you do anyways. <clears throat> See, you can't always go to the right. You can't always go to the left. You can't react. For example, a preacher friend of mine, he talks about certain groups in uh, fundamental Christianity. Uh, we'll talk about the independent fundamental Baptists because that's who we are. And uh, uh, a group over here thinks that you need to look like Laura Ingalls Wilder and Caroline from the 1800s. And you know what? Some of y'all just need to put some makeup on, amen? Amen. You know what I'm saying is if the barn needs to paint, apply the paint. And when I paint, sometimes you put on two coats. You say, what are you saying? Look, there's a way to react. You can act like that. You can dress like the Amish. You can dress like the Mennonites. Or you can just say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Do you have a God that speaks to you through his word? Then we shouldn't have to react. You shouldn't have to, well, I wonder what the preacher thinks about that. Don't ask me, man. <laughs> if you want to know what I think my family should do, then you look at my wife. But that's for me and my family. That's not necessarily for you. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Don't go off the rails. Don't go bonkers because you read some article somewhere. Just stop and ponder the path I feel. Can you get your bearings on your church? Can you get your bearings on your family? Is this too practical tonight? I think as Christians, you know, a lot of times we just stop thinking. We really have. I'm thankful for the Word of God, and a lot of times the Lord just wants you to think about what you're doing. How about this one? Can you get your bearings on your work? Can you get your bearings on your work? You say, what kind of work? Well, some of you have to work to live. Can you get your bearings on that? Some people are prone to give way too much to the job, and some people are prone to give just barely as much as possible so they can get by and, you know, not get fired. Can you get your bearings on that? Don't you have a Bible? Don't you have a Holy Spirit that lives inside of you? Then you ought to be able to get your bearings on your work. You see what I mean? All these things in the Christian life are not necessary. They shouldn't be reactionary. The truth is, some of us will give much more to the job place than will we ever give to our own home. Some people are more prone to put more into their job because A, they were raised that way, B, they really like the paycheck, and that's how really what drives you. Or C, you care more about work than you care about anything else because you really don't want to be home with your wife. I don't know, whatever it is, right? So you work hard, and you're making good money, but shouldn't the fact be you should be able to get your bearings through the Bible? Now, look, I understand you can make the Bible say anything you want it to. You can. If you want, if you want to say... I don't believe that a woman should go to work, then you can make the Bible say whatever it is you want. You say, how do you know? <laughs> then they're done that got the t-shirt. But the fact of the matter is, if, the, if God wants us to be balanced, which he does, sometimes he just wants you to stop reacting and just start thinking. 
Start thinking. You ever stop and think that much of what you do is just because someone else did it the other way? You saw someone in your family. How about this in our, only, our own relationships? You saw either your dad or you saw your mom uh, treat you a certain way and you said this, I am not going to let that happen. So you turn around and attempt to solve all the family problems in the world and in the process you create three more because you go the other way and don't realize that there's a tiger connected with that way too. I'm trying to get you to think for a minute. You ought to be able to get your bearings as a Christian. You ought to be able to get the bearings on your marriage, your family, your church. How about this? Can you get your bearings on the present trial that you're going through? The present trial right now that you're going through, some of you going through a trial, you call it tribulations, some of you call it persecution, a storm, whatever, the fire you want to call the thing, it's tripping your trigger and it's making you go crazy, right? Can you get your bearings on that thing? Now, some of you don't know whether or not you're being persecuted or the Lord's whooping on you. You ought to be able to get your bearings on that thing. Let me say it like this. When I was a kid and my parents were upset with me, I knew. There was never a time in my childhood where I'm like, I wonder if my parents are upset with me. Hmm. Just the tone in their... How about this? Just the closeness between me and them was an indicator. And you know what? If I had a guilty conscience, 99% of the time it is because I had done something wrong, not them. So what are you saying? Can you get your bearings on your present trial? If you're out of touch with the Lord, why is that? It reminds me of that old couple that used to, well, they weren't always old. They used to be young and in love, and they always went everywhere together, and he had that old Ford truck, and she, you know, when she was younger, she had a little Coke bottle figure, you know, and he had a six-pack. Now he's got a case, <laughs> amen, and now she looks like a mayonnaise jar. Anyways, what I'm saying <clears throat> is they would drive so close, and matter of fact, she'd snuggle right up next to him in that truck, right? He's there, and he's shifting the gear, and hey, honey, good to see you. And the older they got, now she gets in over here, all the way over here, slams the door. And she looks over at him and says, Henry, we ain't as close as we used to be. And Henry, being that old wise guy that he was, looked over and says, I ain't the one that moved. And that, ain't that the way it is with the Lord? Many times we're not as close with the Lord. I'm trying to do a little bit of preaching. don't know if I'm going anywhere. A lot of times we're not as close to the Lord, but he's not the one that moved. Can you get your bearings on your present trial? Do you really know and understand whether or not the reason you're going through what you're going through right now is because you need to take care of something between you and him or he's just trying you? A lot of times in the Christian life when you do right, he proves us by suffering, doesn't he? We've learned all about that over and over First 1 Thessalonians. A lot of times, you just need to stop and get your bearings on a present trial. How about this one? Can you get your bearings kind of hinges right upon what we're talking about on, on your sin? Can you get your bearings on your sin? You ever stop and think about the thing over there in Hebrews chapter 12? It talks about a besetting sin. Everyone in here has got a besetting sin. 
Everyone does. Everyone's got, and, and I hope to God you have victory over that thing, and maybe you just got victory, and maybe you're praying for victory. But can you get your bearings on that sin? You say, what do you mean? You ever stop and think whether or not you're just the one enabling that sin? And there are some things that you really need to get rid of to help you not be tangled up in that sin? You say, what do I do? Well, ponder the path of thy feet. You don't go to the right. You don't go to the left. You've got to stop and think about it. you really got to stop and think about what it is that's tripping you up and why is it tripping you up. A lot of the problems we have today, a lot of things that divide us, you know what it is? It's something that nobody wants to talk about. It's a little thing called a smartphone. That smartphone, everyone, and where I'm doing a little bit of part-time work right now, every kid has a $1,000 smartphone, but they don't even have decent clothes to come to school in. You say, what are you getting at? The thing that divides us many times is that smartphone. And the thing about the Lord is, is He will not play second fiddle to a smartphone. But can you get your bearings on that thing? Can you get your bearings on your sin and figure out where it's happening, why it's happening? And instead of just thinking, if you react a different way, it'll go away, that sin ain't going away. We preach on it Sunday. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay, make you pay more than you want to pay. You know, sin never leaves you in a better place once it's found you. It always leaves you worse off. But the fact of the matter is, is so many times we're so reactionary, we think, well, if I do this, then I won't do that. And you go do this, and you pick up two or three things worse than you had before. You've got to stop. You've got to think. You've got to ponder the path of your feet. You've got to get your bearings. You've got to get them spiritually. Can you get your bearings on that sin? I don't know, can you get your bearings on the spirit of this world? Say, so what does that mean? Do you have any idea what the spirit of this world is? There's a spirit of this world, and I'll tell you what, it's so infectious. It infects you everywhere you go. I've dealt with some people before, and they've, uh, they were having a beautiful, blissful time in their marriage. I'll give you a quick example, move on here. And they're like, uh, I just don't understand what happened, and we just have been living in such peace and harmony. And I'm like, well, praise the Lord. I'll write a book on that one. I'll read it, amen. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, we just, you know, and, and I dig in further, and I kind of investigate, well, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, what seems to be the trouble? You know, you know, the police are out at your house one day. You're about ready to kill each other one day. Well, you know, I just don't understand. We just haven't had a whole lot of money. And I'm like, well, I can relate there. And what's up with the police? And, you know, you get, you know this, is this guy, you know, a predator or something like that? Yeah, you know, we haven't had TV for five years. Okay. I like how it sounds. What happened? Well, the day we had it hooked up, it just all went crazy. You ever stop and think about that? And you, tell, you can say, well, you're preaching against television. Help yourself. I don't care. I've got one. It's on too much, I'm sure. Plays too much sports now. I'm not looking. <laughs> Amen. But the best thing I can figure out, and I'm not the guy that needs to get the bearings in this home, right? But they were doing all right until that television got turned on. You ever stop and think what that television is and what it does and how it's a window 
You ever stop and think how evil spirits travel? One fellow said, how do you think the devil communicates? And one preacher says, probably the same way you do. Right? Can you hear me now? <laughs> and you turn on that television and they're over in Los Angeles somewhere. Whew, just like that. You ever stop and think that some of the trouble, I'm trying to help you get your bearing on your sin sometimes. And sometimes you flip that thing on and there's some, I don't know, someone losing a leg or someone losing an arm or some kind of gory violence. And next thing you know, you want to hurt somebody. You see what I mean? Can you get your bearings on that stuff and realize that maybe all that stuff ain't good for you? Just trying to help tonight. You ever stop and think that your eyes are to the window to your soul? And what goes in there affects you? These are windows right here. Now when you go home, unless you have a wood stove and you've overloaded it, you will not leave the windows open in your Michigan home, will you? That's how we regulate the thermostat at our house. We open the windows <laughs> with all that wood heat. I tell you what, you get that thing cranking, man. Oh. But you would not go leave your front door wide open, would you? Do you know how many Christians leave the front door open to their soul, per se? By what they watch on that television, by what they look in that smartphone, by what they let their eyes feast upon? I'm just trying to help you get your bearings tonight. Before you go throw your... Listen, if you go throw your smartphone away, I know what you'll do. you go buy a better one. You go home, take a bat to your television, you just go buy a bigger one. But I want you to think about it. Can you get your bearings on your sin? Can you get your bearings on the spirit of this world? How about this one? Can you get bearings on doctrine? Can you get your bearings on whether or not what you believe is actually from the Bible or just what you think? The Bible says over in the book of John chapter 16 that the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Isn't that what it says? Let me ask you this question. Have you ever believed in error? Where'd that come from? It didn't come from the Holy Spirit. It came from an unholy spirit. You say, why? You've got to get your bearings on doctrine. The only way you and I can ever get our bearings on doctrine is not just to be faithful to be taught right, but it's to be faithful to study right. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I have a what's called a Ruckman reference Bible. Like him, love him, hate him, I don't care. I love him. He helped me love the Bible. You know what is most scary? And I know some of Doc's, none of Doc's notes are inspired. I understand that. They're just notes of a man. But when I read some of those notes, and he'll say, all of the new Bibles and all of the scholars think that this passage means this. You know what scares me? When I thought that's what it meant. Are you following what I'm saying? You know what that means? That means when you sit down and read your Bible, there's another spirit there in competition with the Holy Spirit. You have got to get your bearing on doctrine. You are, just because you're cracking open that Bible, look at me, I'm reading my Bible, I'm spiritual. And the Holy Spirit's like, oh my soul. And you know what the devil's doing? Yes, you are, you're spiritual. I'm giving you two gold stars for the day. I'm, oh Matt, you're doing a great job. Just like when you get on your knees and you go to pray, some of the first things you do when you pray is not say, thank you, Lord, that I can pray. You start doubting that he'll even answer. That's not the Holy Spirit. 
I'm saying you have got to get your bearings down on your doctrine. You've got to realize that not only is the Holy Spirit interested in your growth as a Christian, but the devil is interested in destroying your faith, your testimony, and your confidence in the Word of God. What should I do? Ponder the path of thy feet. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Ask the Lord, Lord, where am I wrong? Because if you always assume you're right, the devil will be right there to remind you how right you are. Got to get your bearings. A couple more and we're done here tonight. Got to get your bearings on doctrine. How about this one? You got to get your bearings on your fellowship with Jesus Christ. I don't believe there's anyone here tonight that would disagree that fellowship with Jesus Christ is the single most important thing after your salvation. So if that's the truth, which I know it is, and I could show you from the Bible why it is, why is it that something that we struggle with so much? I'll tell you why. Because we really don't have our bearings on our fellowship with Jesus Christ. We've heard it preached. It sounds like a good idea. When we've experienced fellowship with Jesus Christ, it's been real good. But at the same token, if you don't have fellowship with Jesus Christ, you're still saved, aren't you? You don't lose your salvation. You know what you lose? Your closeness. You just lose your closeness. And many times we spend weeks and months and years not close to Jesus Christ. So we really think we're okay. And in the, in the view of eternity, we're all okay. Amen? We're going to heaven, heaven bound with a hammer down. That's not in question. What's in question is the day-to-day -day relationship, the closeness that we have, the ability then to discern what is right and wrong from the Bible. We need to get our bearings down on fellowship. Well, how in the world am I going to get my bearings? Well, when you, when you go hiking, in old days, you used to have to take a compass, didn't you? Right? Well, I don't think anybody has a compass. They just pull out their smartphone and, Siri, where am I? And when Siri goes, I have no idea, then you know you're in trouble. <laughs> but Siri will bring up, well, she'll bring up coordinates or something. Or you have a compass app, right? Can I tell you to get your bearings? You've got to look for road signs. You've got to look for markers along the road of life that indicate there's trouble. For example, if you're driving your car in the middle of summer, and all of a sudden that little temperature gauge starts going really high to the right, you know that if you keep going, you're going to blow your radiator. And your car is going to stall. Been there, done that, right? So what do you do? It's 90 out, you turn the heater on, right? <laughs> Trying to pull some of that heat away. You ever stop thinking about taking off some of the heat in your Christian life? Stop getting so close. Stop getting so close to things you know that will hurt your testimony. Why don't you help yourself take the heat off? You got to look for road sign. You got to look for markers. You know, if I want to go to uh, the Mackinac Bridge and I get on the highway and I see a sign Toledo, Ohio, I don't want to go that way. It's the other way, right? You got to look for road signs. You got to look for markers. You take your car, car down the road and all of a sudden it starts rattling. And you hear this thump, 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 th
Well, I don't know, maybe if you're one of my daughters, you might go, oh, Dad will fix it, I'll just keep driving. <laughs> I don't know. But you need to pull over, right? You probably need to get some roadside help. I'm just trying to get you to think about getting your bearings. And everyone needs to learn to get their bearings. Can I just say this tonight? If you're here tonight and you're saved, I'm thankful you are. But you need to get your bearings on your salvation. Do you remember what it was when you got saved? You ever thank the Lord for it? You ever stop and think as a Christian why you don't appreciate your salvation? It's because you don't remind them how thank you are for it. Even if you think it's done out of habit, it'd be a great idea to get into the habit of saying, Lord, thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for the promise of a new body. Why? Because I sure don't like the one I got. Amen. And the older you get, the more that means. I'm just trying to help you. This is nothing difficult tonight. This is nothing deep. Usually we're pretty deep into 2 Thessalonians by now. Enough to blow your brains out. But I want you to think about it tonight. I don't want you to go out of here and go, oh, i got to change 50 things in my Christian life. That's what the business world does, isn't it? The business world, they'll set plans in January. And by the time middle of February comes along, they'll tell you how it's all failing. And then they'll turn around by March 1st, and they've changed 20 different things again. And they're like, whoa, whoa, you didn't even give it 12 months. And I'm just saying here tonight, you got to get your bearings. And if you don't know what to do in your Christian life, don't do anything at all. But look for the road signs. Look for the markers that tell you there's trouble ahead or you're on the wrong path. And then ask the Lord, what should I do? And if he's not clear on it, don't do anything at all. You see, a lot of times in Christian life, it's just smart to do nothing. We preached this before. If you don't have the light in your Christian life to make a clear decision, don't make it. I mean, how many times do we have to go down the road of life making the wrong one, and then later we're going to think we're still going to keep making better ones? You know what Jeremiah said? He said, Lord, I, I, I can't even paraphrase it. I always mess this one up. I, I'll say it like this. He says, I can't even direct my life. And you can't either if he can. So here's my thought tonight. It's just time to get your bearings. It's just time to think about where you're at. Get your bearings on your church. Get your bearings on your family. It's time to get your bearings on your marriage. It's time to get your bearings on the present trial that you're going through. It's time to get your bearings on doctrine. It's time to get your, your bearings on Bible reading. How much you need. You say, preacher, well, how, much, how much do you need to read? Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, this is how I look at it. When I sit down to eat, I generally eat until I'm full. Well, I know you've got five reasons why you shouldn't. I'm like, look at you, preacher. Yeah, you should stop eating anyways. But how about this? When you get down to eat and read the Bible, why don't you just read until you're full? It might not always be the same. Well, I have to read ten chapters. Read ten for me, pal, because I can't always do ten. You just got to get your bearings on all these things. Why don't you stand? We'll have a word of prayer. Now, Father, we sure thank you for Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for Calvary. Thank you, Lord, for your, your family that came out tonight. Father, I pray that you bless them for coming. I pray that you'd encourage them. But Father, most of all, I pray that 
just these couple verses that we looked at would help us, Lord, to ponder the path of our feet. Help us, Lord, to not react, but Lord, help us to think and get our bearings in our Christian life. Father, we know that you want us to please you and to have fellowship with you. But Lord, a lot of these other things, Lord, would you just, would you just show us individually? Father, show us through your word. And if we don't know what to do, Lord, might we just do what, the, the, what Solomon said and don't go to the right and don't go to the left? Father, help us not to move until you give us the light of exactly what to do. Father, help us to trust you. Help us to give you the benefit of the doubt that, Lord, you know best for us. And Father, I pray that you'd help us to be faithful in reading the Bible and spending time with you in prayer. Would you strengthen your people for the rest of this week and bring us all back here in your house on Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all have a great night.